This is Coin Talk, a podcast where we discuss all things Bitcoin and crypto. My name is Crypto Slim. This is Walls. This is T Crypto, aka TC. Let's get into it. Crypto Slim, um, can you just kind of intro your background a little bit? Maybe tell us about how you first got into Bitcoin. Uh, maybe you know a little bit about what you did prior to learning about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Um, before I got into crypto. Uh, I played basketball for a little while, played overseas, uh, played in, in the D-League, and um, also is in education, uh, computer technology. So I always love computers. I always love tech. And um, TC introduced me to crypto, uh, starting off with Bitcoin. And when he just kind of gave me a quick rundown of this use case that didn't have a middleman or intermediary, I was blown away by it. So I just wanted to do more research and once I researched it, I was all in. So what is your reason for, you know, wanting to start a podcast? Pretty much education. Um, there's a lot of information out there about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, but there's a lot of false information that I would say um, is very, it's very complex. So I just want to give everybody an opportunity to learn uh, the way I learn from uh, credible sources and from research-backed information. So people can find that their road to travel where they don't feel lost and confused because it is very complex. So people are going to say, what what makes you credible? Uh, I have a certification in uh, Bitcoin. I've been in this for five years now. So uh, the saying is do your own research. And that's what I pride myself on, researching uh, a lot of different topics and just, you know, learning as we go. So the, the time frame that, that we're in um, is 2021 and Bitcoin has been around for a long period of time. So if you're learning from somebody who just got into crypto, I, I would just say that's, that's a tough situation to be in. Now, then can you speak just about the education piece? I know you said you've done some teaching and can you speak about like how you've been able to incorporate that into, you know, dealing with kids? Yeah, so I'm on the elementary level. Since crypto, since I've gone to crypto, I've taught my kids about crypto. Uh, we watched you know, videos, uh, YouTube channels together. Um, I actually sent a third grader Bitcoin back in 2017, which could be a crazy amount right now. Uh, he might be balling right now. <laughs> um, but just trying to give everybody the education part, because I'm an educator and I felt like that this is what something that's going to be the future of, you know, technology finance. And I just want to get them a, a head start on learning this. Walls, let's get into it, man. Can you kind of do the same thing? Give us a little background. Yep. So it's Walls. Um, been in technology consulting for the last 15 years. Um, I got into crypto in about 2016. I was actually in Belgium with an Italian coworker who told me about negative interest rates, which blew my mind because he had just had a, uh, had a child and he just bought a house and it blew my mind. And that was like the seed that started to, to grow, to ask the questions, why in the world would you have negative interest rate? Why would I, why would you pay me to take a loan? Um, and then a month after that, I had okay, I don't want to stop you, but do, can you mind you mind getting into what a negative interest rate just for people out there? Oh uh, well, negative interest. Well, when you have negative interest rates, that's when the the bank is actually paying you to take the loan, right? Typically, when you have a positive interest rate, like now interest rates are around two two to three percent for um, a fifteen to thirty year mortgage, you're paying the bank to borrow the money. They're actually when it's a negative interest rate scenario, they're actually paying you to take the money in order to create liquidity within the economy, 
right? So I, I hope that makes sense, but it's kind of similar to what they did in terms of stimulus where they pumped the economy uh, full of money when uh, the pandemic hit, because when people aren't spending money, uh, the money's not moving. So they're, they're trying to encourage people to, to, to move funds. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to cut your intro off, but I figure it's important to get some education. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, and uh, with the Israeli coworker, I actually hated my job at the time and I asked him, what should I do next? And he told me to look into blockchain um, and then I, I went into, went down the blockchain rabbit hole where I then found Bitcoin. Um, and then I went down into a deeper, darker hole and uh, I haven't left that space since. So I've been investing in Bitcoin since 2016. Um, big advocate of dollar cost averaging for uh, the newbies. Uh, like Slim said, um, you know, do your own research, make sure you're informed. Um, and when you're not, when, it, when you're not sure what crypto invest in, always go to Bitcoin. And I like that. I think that's important. Can you talk about your reason for wanting to start this podcast? My reason for starting the podcast is just, I love internet money, right? I'm a big fan of, uh, setting standards and breaking rules. And I think that's what Bitcoin does. Um, it basically destroys the legacy way of, uh, managing value, which is, that's all money is. Um, and, and I just like to, you know, be very disruptive and be almost like a renegade and do things differently. And, you know, we're seeing now in 2021, almost 2022 that, you know, Bitcoin is doing that. All right. I'm just going to intro a little bit about myself. So, um, again, I'm TC. I have a marketing background. I'm a CBP, a certified Bitcoin professional with crypto consortium. I'm also a real estate agent. I got into Bitcoin early 2017 and somebody that I knew was in tech, you know, told me about it and I asked a mentor of mine um, who's an attorney about it and he told me to you know when was the last time a new currency was made and I think the euro was it and you look at what the euro was been able to do and um, I was already in the deep uh, rabbit hole kind of like you said walls you know I was doing my YouTubes and uh, man I just I get that bug got here with that orange peel man and it's just been on ever since and so I think uh, when I first found out about Bitcoin and really start paying attention to it, it was like at $1,200. And I remember thinking like, hey, this is high. And I remember when I was first about to get in, it was like 2000. My, my reason for wanting to start this podcast, um, you know, just a little bit about my background. Um, you know, I was a former athlete as well. Did that for a while, had my own basketball training company and just got tired of being in the gym. And I ended up getting into real estate, started flipping houses. And uh, one of the things I, I understood was liquidity and then the inability to get financing. And so that's really what you know led me to Bitcoin was because I realized that I could purchase an asset peer to peer and I'll be able to sell that asset just as quickly as I was able to purchase it. And you know, people talk about real estate being a great investment, which I think it is, but it's not liquid. It takes 40, 30 to 45 days minimum. And then you have all these intermediaries. And that was another thing for me with Bitcoin was not having to have an intermediary, not having to ask permission other than, you know, uh, the coin bases of the world. You know, when I got into 2017, I just went and subscribed to basically any YouTube channel that had crypto in it. And I uh, came across some really good ones, came across some really bad ones, put some money into some projects that some people that I shouldn't have listened to, I listened to, uh, didn't do the bit connect, but I did do the bit petite. So I did get hit, you know, a couple of times trying to gamble and, you know, sometimes everything that glitters ain't gold. And so I was a victim of that. So that's kind of what we want to avoid for people out there that's listening is just to help you not make some of the same mistakes that we've made or some mistakes that we'll cover, you know, in some of these different articles that we'll talk about or topics. You know, getting into crypto, like why, what did y'all see, 
you know, the future? What did you see? Like, what, what, what really was it that just attracted to you about Bitcoin? For, for me, you know what? My, my story getting into crypto is really long, but I was, do, I was doing a real estate deal and I was moving money around. I was moving about $40,000. And the hassle that the bank gave me uh, made me realize like how rigid the system was. And then I could never forget that experience because I missed the deal because I couldn't move the money around fast enough. And once I stumbled across Bitcoin and I bought my first piece of Bitcoin and then I bought a hat, which probably now that hat is extremely expensive since I bought it in 2016. It made me you realize- You bought the hat how, with Bitcoin? I bought the hat with, well, it was when Coinbase actually was allowing you to have a debit card where you could go to the bank and pull money out uh, and it would, it, it would, uh, pull it from your crypto account, from your Bitcoin uh, account. Yeah. And then I realized that, wait, this is real money. And then I sent Bitcoin to someone else and they sent it back and it happened instantly. And no one could tell me, no, I realized, okay, wow, this is the future. Cause I, I think about how Uber was with taxi cab drivers. You go to the airport, you'd have to take out money. You'd have to hope to flag down a taxi cab versus let me just press a button and I have a taxi cab driver and I don't even have to touch money. So that right there made total sense to me. And in addition to that, um, I had a business in Nigeria where we were in the Naira, that's their, that's their national fiat. And it was totally dropping against the dollar. And that's why I mentioned some of my coworkers that were from different countries. When you're international, the way you look at the US dollar, you look at it as almost as gold. So I, I looked at it as a US citizen and said, what is my alternative to the analog gold? Which, and then I realized it's Bitcoin. And then I, I just started to dollar cost average in over time. And I went through all the ups and downs. And I realized like, this is where, like in the next 10, 15 years where value will be stored on the internet. So you mentioned dollar cost averaging. Uh, can you just, for people out there that don't know, can you explain what that is? So dollar cost averaging is simply uh, buying a certain, a set amount of Bitcoin every week, every uh, excuse me, every week, maybe bi-weekly, monthly, um, at the same at the same amount, the, the, by the same amount, no matter what the price is. And the reason that you, you want to do that with, with this particular asset is because it's extremely volatile. And if you're not a professional trader, it'll be hard for you to say, hey, I'm going to catch Bitcoin when it drops to $20,000 again. You never know if it's going to do that and you don't want to miss the opportunity to get it cheap. So when you're dollar cost averaging, you're going to be buying it low. You're going to be buying it at the average price. You're going to be buying it at a, average, uh, at a higher price. But over the long run, you're getting an average price that you can say, you know what, comfortably, my average buy price is X. Is X. And you, you can kind of, you know, uh, assess the performance of your portfolio from there. Well, pretty much what got me interested in Bitcoin uh, was the deflationary piece to it. It's a uh, hedge against inflation, which, you know, we all are living in the U.S. and everything's USD. And it's an inflation, especially the past, you know, year with the pandemic, how the money has just risen. Bitcoin, you know, uh, creates a solution towards that. When I saw that, that there are only going to be ever 21 million in existence, <laughs> I mean, it's, it just was like mind-blowing to me that the fact that it's a rare asset that you can have a piece of, not, not even every millionaire in the world is gonna be able to get one. It could be extremely uh, profitable. So prior to Bitcoin, had you been doing any type of investing or was this your first time learning about investment? Because for me, 
I hadn't looked at a chart. I didn't know what a candle was. Um, I didn't know anything about investing at all. I was, again, the real estate side I did, but as far as it came to stock market or looking at charts, all that was brand new to me. What was your experience? Same here. Crypto introduced me into that world. I knew nothing about it. Um, after crypto, I was I started investing into stocks. It actually got me interested in looking to stocks and just seeing the difference and kind of comparing the two. Like when you invest in stocks, what are you looking at? I, I'm more of a tech guy, so I only have invested in more tech stocks because uh, I feel like technology is ever growing. It's going to continue to rise. And crypto, uh, blockchain technology is tech. So it kind of gave me got me into that uh, avenue. I haven't looked into other different types of assets or have an interest in. I, I do believe that you want to invest in things that you believe in, that you have interest in, um, or something that you may use on a regular. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Coin Talk. Remind you, we are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice. Please do your own research. Like, share, and subscribe, and we'll catch you on the next episode. We out. Peace.